what's up suckers it's me on yet another really weirdly cloudy sunny cold but not cold type day in costa rica i don't know whose fault this is but whoever is responsible for this i hate you and i hope that every time you poop you have just like a little bit that doesn't come off anyway uh i am here today to talk to you guys about adhd as always and we're actually going to go into something uh, lately we've been talking about a lot of stuff that has to do with ADHD um, acceptance and accepting it in yourself right that's kind of a huge part of what I do I'm not a huge fan of just trying to teach you how to be quote-unquote productive especially according to a lot of the definitions that are swirling around out there that really don't take into account that some of us should be defining productivity a different way and if you're new here, hi, my name is Ariana. As you can tell, uh, I am an ADHD coach with ADHD who loves to kind of focus on the productivity aspect of things because that's a really easy way for us to start down the road to self-acceptance. And if this is your kind of thing, please, please, por favor, like and subscribe. Uh, it helps new people find me, it helps me find new people, and I love doing what I'm doing for that very reason. So, focus is uh, probably one of the biggest things we deal with, and so today I actually wanted to talk about practical stuff, uh, things that you can take away from here and try to do the next time that you are having problems with your focus, which is probably the most popular ADHD symptom out there, and for good reason you generally tend to have focus that just isn't there more often than not. Uh, it is not the only ADHD symptom, but it is a very prevalent one. And so because of that, I probably get questions about that more than anything else. Now, before I get into these things, I do want to caution you that you probably should make sure that you don't have any other reasons for being distracted before you try this uh, because none of these three things are actually going to help you if you have emotional or mental or life reasons for being distracted if you're depressed this might not work very well for you if you know you're grieving that's not gonna really help much you know do keep in mind that there is more to a lot of our symptoms or a lot of the things that could denote ADHD. Uh, there's a lot more to that besides just, I might be ADHD. Uh, that being said, let's start with the first one and that is uh, changing location or position. So uh, I know that this is not necessarily possible for everyone, but a lot of the time the reason why your brain is trying to go other places or it's trying to focus on other things is just that it has lost interest in what you're doing it's what you are doing has stopped being interesting i did a video uh, a while ago about the icnu acronym which stands for interest challenge newness or novelty and urgency these are the four things that adhd brains respond to most strongly i guess would be the, the right term here and usually if you can add one of those four things to what it is that you're trying to do your brain is more likely to be interested in doing it which makes it really difficult when you're doing something that is lacking in one of those four things or 
sometimes it's not about that. Sometimes it's just that you're overwhelmed by how big everything seems. There's a number of different reasons, but the ICNU is, is a very good place to start. So just generally ask yourself, am I sitting and staring at the same spot all day long? And if the answer is yes, then it could be a newness problem. It could be that your brain is starting to wander because you've literally been staring at the same thing, the same spot all day, sitting the same way all day, and your brain is bored. So in order to kind of get you back to where you're at, you could do what a lot of us try to do, which is fight our brains, and I wouldn't suggest that. You fight your brain, you're only going to be fighting more and more until you get tired and wind up not getting anything done. Or you could work with it, and you could see it as your brain acting almost like a child <laughs> coming to you and saying, I'm bored, can we do something else? Now, obviously, if you're at work or if you're working on something important, you can't do something else. But what you can do is you can try to make things interesting again. If you work with a laptop or you work from home, a good option might be to take that laptop and switch where you're at. Maybe start at your desk, eventually move to you know, your kitchen and sit at the kitchen table, try to make sure that you're facing out a window. Maybe try to sit on the couch next. Maybe try to sit, uh, you know, if you feel like going someplace else, maybe try to work in like a coffee shop or a park. Give your brain that change in venue. And if you're like, well, what if my brain gets distracted? If I look out, out a window, it's just going to be looking out the window. Well, then don't pick looking out the window. But try to give yourself new things to look at, new seats to sit in, new positions to sit in, which is one thing that we generally tend to uh, ignore because we're like, isn't sitting just, you know, parking your ass someplace. But yeah, maybe you don't want to sit. Maybe you need one of those um, yoga balls. I hate sitting on those, but some people love it because they can bounce, right? Because they can move. They can move their hips back and forth. They can move forward and backward and they can kind of, you know, use it as like this 360 degree seat that allows them to have a little bit more movement. Some people do stand-up desks. Uh, the idea of standing while I'm working literally makes my asshole pucker, but some people love it. So if that is an option, you know, maybe try to see if standing while you're working helps. The only thing I would not suggest, especially if you are like me and you tend more towards the sleepy side of things, don't lie down <laughs> uh, because that's going to work against uh, exactly what you're trying to do. But basically, let your brain see something new, feel something new, and don't forget breaks. Sometimes your eyes are just tired of looking at the same problem over and over again. And this goes for anybody who might not be ADHD or who isn't sure if they're ADHD. It might not be ADHD. It might just be that you're trying to force your brain to work through a problem or to look at the same thing day in and day out without getting bored, which is not human and not realistic. So instead, when you start feeling that way, try to give yourself a break. Try to allow yourself, you know, five, 10 minutes to get up, walk around, get some water, go to the bathroom, um, maybe, you know, go text a friend, do something that isn't going to call for lots and lots of focus, but that's going to allow you to be looking at something other than what you're probably looking at all day long. And that actually carries us really nicely into the second thing. So the second thing is, if you're like Ariana, 
uh, I try to work for an hour and then take a break and then an hour and then take a break and then an hour and then take a break. But by the second hour, my focus is gone. I'm not handling anything very well. I'm just, you know, I'm off. Well, first off, again, you might be forcing yourself to look at the same thing for too long. Second off, your problem could also be that you are trying to work for too long at a time. And, you know, we've been taught that it's really not worth it unless you are able to sit for long periods of time and just finish the one task that you have all in one sitting. And that's not how our brains generally work. Again, I'm not saying we're all like this, but a lot of us need that that novelty. We need variety. We need choices. And so if you're just saying, okay, I have a spreadsheet or a report that I have to get done. And in order for me to get it done, I'm going to have to sit here for two hours straight and focus on it. You're going to have a bad time most times. And, you know, if you're medicated, maybe you might not, but you still may. And the reason for that is that your brain does not focus on things for that long. And you trying to force it to do so is going to be like me trying to force my son to wear literally anything he doesn't want to wear. Do you know what winds up happening? I wind up saying, fine, wear whatever the hell you want. And, you know, my back hurts from having to lug him out of his room by his feet. And uh, I am just frustrated and he is frustrated and we really didn't get anywhere. So my point being, if your brain doesn't focus for two hours at a time, don't try to fo- focus for two hours at a time. Try to lower it down and, and try it in 30 minute increments. Be like, okay, I can't focus on this for two hours. Let's try an hour and a half. And then if that doesn't work, say, let's try an hour. And then if that doesn't work, you know, and so on and so forth and give yourself, don't, don't elongate the breaks in between. Um, because I know that some people who use Pomodoro, you know, there's, there's supposed to be this, um, there's supposed to be this match between how long you focus and how short your breaks are. Um, but you don't need to do that. Instead, still give yourself that same number of breaks or that same length of break. But try to give yourself less focus time. And what's going to happen is that you're essentially going to wind up finding that sweet spot for you where you can focus. And you're going to do that. You're going to take your break, come back and focus again. Now, I'm going to add a little asterisk to this. One other thing that might be messing with you is the fact that you keep trying to come back to the same thing. And especially if it is a long process, if it is a hard process, you might find that you're going to have a difficulty with that, especially if it is not what you want to be focusing on at the time. So it also might be worth it to make sure that you are inserting other things in either during your breaks or kind of splitting your work times between multiple tasks. And here's what I mean by that. Say that that report that you have is, uh, you want to work on that. And you have found that you can focus for about 45 minutes at a time before you need a break. And you're having an extremely hard time this time because you also walked out to your kitchen 
and you saw that you have just dishes galore and you really need to clean those dishes and you would much rather be spending your time cleaning those dishes than doing this project and so you are just really struggling so maybe what you do instead is you take those 45 minutes you focus on your project and then during your break you go focus on those dishes and then when you have your timer go off to come back to the project maybe you're not ready to do that project yet maybe you're like okay but like some of these dishes still need to be done that's okay then go ahead and take the rest of that 45 minutes, right? Or some of that 45 minutes and allocate it to the dishes. Then when you come back, your brain's going to be a little less concerned about that other thing. And it's going to let you focus on your project. And if you're like, okay, but that's going to set my time off. That's okay. That's okay. You have those guidelines there to help you, but they are not set in stone. And you can absolutely move things along or move things around to allow yourself more or less time depending on what's going on. So don't be afraid because again, we are often told that if we sit down to do a task, we have to finish that whole task in that one sitting. If we don't finish it in that one sitting, we are not being productive. And especially for us, that's bullshit, okay? Chipping away at big projects is just as valid as doing the whole thing at once. So if you have to, go ahead and chip it into little pieces. Try to see what you can do to finish some of that project and then go work on something else. And if it's a little one-off thing like dishes, maybe try to finish it. But if it's not something that you can finish, chip a little bit off of that and then come back to your project. And some of that is going to take some pre-planning, right? Some time management, especially if it's something that you know has a set deadline. It might be worth it to say, okay, well, I'm going to chip a little off of this little by little over the next two weeks so that you're not having to sit down for two hours to finish something that you put off. And that's still going to happen sometimes. But if you can try to tell yourself, you know what, it's going to work better if I sit down and do little pieces, it's going to be okay if I do that. If I start this project and give myself plenty of time and then I just, you know, I do a little bit, walk off to go do something else and then realize I'm not ready to come back to it today, that is okay. I will chip off more tomorrow. You will find that your focus will be a little bit better because you're working with the focus you have instead of trying to force it to give you focus that you don't have. So number three is probably one of my favorites and it actually fits into a number of situations, but this is another one of those uh, situations. And that is an options list. I do not think enough ADHDers have options lists. And I want to say that I came up with this myself, but I didn't. Uh, this was actually thanks to a friend of mine and I have just started using it a lot with my clients and it's a great time uh, because essentially what happens sometimes is when you are losing focus, it's because you don't know what to do next. Like maybe instead of a project, right, that's really, really serious or important, maybe you're working on something that really could just wait till tomorrow and you're not feeling it, but you don't know what else to do. So you're doing this thing, but you're not focused on it. You could very well be doing something else, but you don't have a damn clue what. And if ADHD brains hate anything, it is having no clue what to do next. 
we very much hate being told what to do, but we also don't like just kind of being left to our own devices. So options lists actually fix this problem by meeting you in the middle. And what you do is you write out a number of lists of things that you could do for different situations. So you have options for things that you could do for work in your free time, right? If you have some empty time that you weren't expecting. Uh, options lists for things that you could do for fun. If you're done with work and you're realizing that you're trying to read a book and you're just not focused on that book, it could be that your brain it doesn't want to read the book. It wants to do something else. So you have this list of other options, right? You have a list of options for house chores, a list of options for um, even things that you're writing. But you go ahead and you put these things together and then you try to either leave them in one spot that you know you're going to be in multiple times a day or try to leave them in their corresponding spot. So maybe if you have like a studio that you spend most of your free time in, leave your options list in your, in your studio for when you feel like your focus is just not there. And the way that this works is when you have that empty time, right, and your brain is just not focusing, or when it's not necessarily empty time, but you have to fill this time with something and whatever it is that you're working on just isn't doing it for you and it's not that important, turn to your options list and say, okay, I could do this, I could do this, I could do this, I could do that. You know what? I'm going to do this and follow with that for a little bit. And if you're like, Ariana, what if I don't like any of the options? What if like, I really just want to take a nap? Well, first off, uh, you know, if you've been following me for any amount of time that I am very energy centric. So if you have little energy and you have the time, take a nap. Like there's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing morally reprehensible about taking a nap when you're tired. So do that if you have to, uh, and you can. But if you're like, none of these things actually sound good to me. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not focusing because I'm tired and I don't have the option to take care of that for now. Um, then first, what you're going to want to do is you're just going to kind of want to pick something at random and just do that for a little bit and almost do what I talked about in working in shorter spurts. Like, you know, maybe do 10 minutes for this, 10 minutes for this, 10 minutes for this, just kind of split it in between the things on your options list just to kill time. And then what you're gonna do is you are going to make sure that you have, when you're writing your options list, there is one other list that I forgot to mention and that is your rewards list, okay? ADA shares love rewards. The reward center of our brain needs to be tweaked. <laughs> in order for us to do things sometimes. So if you are in a place where you're just like, I'm not feeling it today. I don't want to do anything. I want to I wanna take a nap. That's what I want to do. Then you know what? Hopefully a nap is on your rewards list and tell yourself, you know what? When I'm done with this, I'm going to go home and I'm going to take a nap. That's my reward today. And I'm going to make it clear. Rewards are sacred. Okay. If you're like, yeah, but you know, I'm gonna, as soon as I say that I'm gonna reward myself by going to bed early or taking a nap, I'm gonna get home and I'm gonna take all the things that I haven't done and then I'm gonna wanna do those instead, stop it. <laughs> and usually I don't say it's that simple, but it really is just a matter of mindset in this case. We really, as a, as a species, as a culture, we have a really bad habit of feeling like putting ourselves first in any situation is badly selfish and nonsensical and a waste of time and 
Why would we spend our time on ourselves when we could be spending our time doing other things? We need to stop that. We are just as much a priority as a lot of the other things that we put before ourselves. So if you get through all, you know, the things that you said you were going to do and you were tired all day and your reward is that you're going to go to bed early, those dishes wait till tomorrow. You can put them at the top of your list if you want, or, you know, the laundry waits till tomorrow, whatever the other things are that you see when you get home that you're like, I need to take it. Put that at the top of your list as a priority for the following day. Let yourself go to bed early. Let yourself go to bed early. And if you have kids and you're like, I can't go to bed early, as early as you can, just care for yourself. Those rewards are your way of making yourself excited to get through these things that you have to force yourself through sometimes. It is a form of self-care. It is important. And when you are trying to get that focus zeroed in don't forget to focus on you sometimes okay so with that uh i think that's all i got for you guys today thank you very much for watching please make sure you like the video if you enjoyed it and uh take care of yourself drink some water and i'll see you in the next video